Hello and welcome to another episode of Generation Zennial. I'm Keith here with Vinny and we're going to be talking about some, we're going to be talking about the confirmation hearings for uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett, Coney, right? Coney, not Comey, Coney, which I've seen it. I've definitely seen the wrong hashtag on Facebook, a couple, on Twitter a couple times. Uh, we're going to be talking about the town halls last night of Trump and Biden. Then we're going to get into some Halloween fun. And of course, we're going to end off with some more wrestling talk at the end. So Vinny, first thing, we're talking about the, those confirmation hearings. We've had um, four days now. I didn't really pay attention to yesterday at all, but yeah, they, I think they, they, they've wrapped up. But I mean, what, what's what, there? Then. I, mean, I mean, these confirmation hearings are kind of just a joke anymore. Um, she, she didn't answer any questions. No. She, she basically pleaded like, oh, you know, I, I think it was Dick Durbin who said he's, he's afraid to ask her about gravity because she might say that a case might come in front of her one day about gravity. So she doesn't want to answer that. Um, I think everyone kind of knows. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think everyone kind of knows what her motives are. Um, she wouldn't be there if, if Trump didn't want her there. And I think right. Trump, Trump has said that number one, he wants to get rid of um, the ACI, which is one of his number one goal because they can't do it legislatively. So they need to do it through the courts. Um, mm-hmm. He's always, you know, for the past, four years he's been talking about Roe v. Wade and how that he want to overturn that. So I think, uh, you know, her, her Christian background kind of, kind of says, says enough about her, her feelings where, where those stand. And um, what was the other one? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, and obviously the election. The election, right? whether or not she would recuse herself, uh, recuse her, recuse herself right. uh, if they went to the courts. And she won't. I guarantee that she won't. Conservatives never never played by the rules. That's that's the difference between conservatives and liberals. Liberals always liberals still think that like the rules matter and the process matters and they, they if they do the right thing everything will turn out in the end and it, time and time again they've been proven wrong. Well, that's and because just, 80s TV taught me that if you do the right thing at the end you always win. Yeah. That's and that was basically conservatives lying to you. <laughs> Remember it's always been it was always 80s TV's shows like the A team and stuff like that where where all of a sudden at the end you re- you reveal on the big screen the the secret that the villain was doing the whole time and everyone goes <gasps> and like everyone's shocked and appalled and now you do it every single day with you know people in government they're like meh he still fights well, for me he well, still likes the thing now now they just do it out in the open right that it's not even yeah. hidden that, just, they, just, they're saying the quiet they, part out loud exactly what I was gonna say you say the quiet <laughs> part out loud and now number one it's not you're not being sneaky about it and people just no. go yeah okay that's that's fine whatever. Like, sure. you know, we've obviously been moving towards fascism for, for quite some time now. And Trump's, Trump, Trump's, you know, not a result of that. He's a, he's not, Trump's not, the, you know, he's, Trump didn't cause this, right? Trump, Trump is a result. No. Trump well, is a result of this. so, well, I'll go back to Trump and his, well, first of all, about Trump. I, I think I said this to my friend yesterday. I was like, Trump's really a pawn in other people's game. You know, everyone sees Trump as the leader, but really if it's people like Mitch McConnell that have been playing the long game for decades Oh yeah, that are using Trump, like they're going to support Trump. Yeah, of course, because he's going to get them closer where they want to be. And as soon as Trump is out or Trump does something that now he's arrested or whatever happens, like as soon as Trump is no longer in favor, Mitch is going to kick him to the curb like he never knew him and move on to the next thing that is exactly. if mitch, that's exactly. if, if mitch is still in office that is let, let, let's be honest you go back you go back four years and you look at the republican primaries and you think you know all all these establishment republicans who were donald trump's 
mean Donald Trump's dad and Donald oh yeah Trump's dad, Donald and now dad. they're like kissing and now they're his all ass. now they're all kissing his ass like now that I mean Ted Cruz is probably the worst example but, oh my you know, god even Lindsey, even Lindsey Graham you, you insult so, someone's Trump, someone's Trump family up. and now you're supporting yeah. like someone support if someone insults your family on TV repeatedly and national media and then after they become the president you're like oh well you know he's the greatest person it's like come on where's your spine where where's your well, decency for your family the, well, and that, again that's the difference between conservatives <laughs> and liberals is that conservatives care more about actually winning their you know getting their ideology right across than they actually do doing the right thing or, or seeming like a good person or they, they don't care about any of that and, and liberals really care about that and that but that's why liberals don't win Right. That's why that's why liberal policies don't go never go far enough. They they never do they never do what they're intended to do. Um, and that's another reason why they, they end up losing because they, they compromise too much. Conservatives don't compromise. Conservatives don't care. They don't want to compromise. Right. Well, it's like the heel in wrestling, want, you know, they they're gonna cheat their way to win. You don't have to follow the rules to win all the time. Yeah, they, they want what they, right, they want what they want and they're gonna get it, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about, you know, uh, people have definitely said like you know liberals need to stop trying to take them higher higher moral ground all the time because that's not working it's not you know, and you know there's a difference between higher moral ground and just you know playing you know playing, playing the game when you're when you're playing two different games you're not going to win you're always way too scared of these political points right and that's that's what these hearings are kind of about is that they're the democrats are out there and they're they're stopping their feet and they're crying and you got um any global jar saying well, this is going to turn the courts six three, and that's that's not good. But she doesn't, she doesn't do a very good job explaining why that's not good. Right? She just expects people to know that's not good. But right. if the average person just goes, "Well, that's what that's the makeup of the court because that's the, what happened. Like that's what the rules are. Like, what are you going to do about that? Like that that's what the rules are." Well, Instead so coming out and saying like, you know, they're 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 packing the court. Um, this and let's be honest. This is all legal, right? This isn't something underhanded, right? No, it seems totally illegal. Because four years ago, um, Mitch McConnell was like, no, we're not even holding a hearing. We're not even going to hear Obama's. Um, and not just him, uh, a whole bunch of people. Right, well, yeah, you know, him, Lindsey Graham, yeah. even Donald Trump came out and said that we shouldn't be doing it. Um, and that even came out in the town hall last night that, you know, she, she called him out on the fact that he said that in 2016 and he's like, well, it's a different circumstance now. And, right. And, that, and, and that's that, what it, that's, it's that, a different and circumstance. And that's, and that's, and again, conservatives are very good at messaging this. They're very good at retroactively changing what they said to fit what they need to do mm-hmm. because now they'll just say, well, and I think Ted Cruz even said it in the confirmation hearing, I believe yesterday, something along the lines of, well, you know, when, when, the, when the parties are different, like they don't, you don't always get a non, you don't always don't get your confirmation. But I'm not, I'm not sure if even the confirmation they didn't even get a hearing. Which I think so, was, was yeah, the, right, was, exactly. It was, it was the real like it's one thing if they said, okay, we're going to do a hearing, and then they all voted against them. Right. Well, at least you, at least you voted. At least, you, at least you had the hearing, and at least you voted. Right. Well, so two things on that. First of all, let me go back to Amy Coney Barrett. I, I, I will say I saw a hashtag that had it as Comey as in, you know, a different person. I was like that you guys need to spell, spell check. <laughs> um, so anyways, you know, you, you brought up her, you know, people attacking her Christianity. And so coming into from a Catholic perspective, you know, there's no, nothing wrong with someone having religious views and living out the religious life as an individual. And that, you know, 
RBG was Jewish. You know, there's other Christians on the court now. It's not like, you know, we don't have Christians on the court. It's when you look a little deeper at her practicing of her faith. Um, you know, I've read things that like she's signed a pledge to another sect within the religion that like you have to pledge your loyalty to, you know, following these things and, and promoting those things. And it's, it's a lot to, you know, to compare it. It's, it's a lot of the things that people fear with like Sharia law, you know, people are always like, Oh, yeah. this person's going to come in. They're going to back Sharia law. I'm like, it's the same thing just oh. under a different name. If, if and you're, if you're, if you're guiding policy by your religion. Right. Sharia just means law, right? It's like, it's right. not, yeah. It's, it's not Sharia law. It's just Sharia. It's, Sharia. it's just their, 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 their Muslim laws. And, you know, yeah, that's the, we had Sean Hannity going on about that for, for how long when Obama was president. I feel yeah. like every, every day Sean Hannity was on the air screaming about how Sharia law is going to take over the, yeah, because you know, you know, Obama's a no secret problem. Muslim. They have no problem. Oh, yeah. They have no problem with Christian law being just enacted. Like, no, no, let's not forget. I mean, like Christian law is, is, I mean, is there anything in the Bible about abortion specifically? Or is there anything well, about like, Well, it's it's about sanctity of life is where they would go, you know, thou shalt not kill. But then, of course, we go to war. So that's a whole other, you know. Yeah, is, yeah. people like to hide behind them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, murder people. We, oh, well, and, then they, and then they're like, oh, well, death penalty is okay because, you know, you're punishing a criminal. Thank you. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We, we, we had to protect the sanctity of life, but even though the mother might die, let's protect, protect the fetus that might also and die because it's, a, and, and that's an extreme it's, example. It's and I don't like to get to that because I, I, no, well, I think conservatives would agree that, you know, in, in certain cases, abortion should be, should be legal. You're right. Most conservatives would agree, but the way it's talked about within the court structure and within the political structure, there's no definition. It's yes or no. It's a black and white issue. Right. There is no middle ground for like, well, you know, you know, this, this, this fetus is not viable. And, you know, now you're going to force the woman to take it to term, even though the fetus is already dead, or there's a real danger for both the mother and the fetus to die in the situation. You know, there's a lot of things that it's a very, um, it's a lot of gray area and, you know, it's a very complicated issue and people don't like to talk about the complicated part of it. They want to talk about the yes or no part of it. But yeah, right. Conservatives like, yes, we got, we need to save the life of the child. But then, you know, once, where, where is your pro-life stance when it's uh, universal uh, childcare, uh, education funding, uh, healthcare, um, death penalty, like you said, you know, oh, we got to keep it there. But, you know, well, if you do bad, we can kill you though. Um, let's go send people to war and, and oh, go yeah, kill just, people. It's you like- just, You just blow up innocent brown people whenever we want to because they don't live in our country. Pro-life means pro-life across the board. And if you're not pro-life across the board, you're not really pro-life. I don't, I don't know if anybody's really actually like pro-life to that extent, right? Like, I'm pro-life choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and, but, and that's the, and that's the other framing that like that people like to use is the oh, you're just, you're pro-abortion. Like, I just want everyone to go around getting abortions. I don't. <laughs> no, nobody nobody wants that. I want, I'm pro or, or, or killing babies. That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. Where people are like, oh, oh my god, if, yeah. if it was up to Democrats. You'd be able to abort your baby after, after they're, they're born. born. Like, no, that's that's no, no. Nobody says that. Not one person has ever come out. First like, of all, people, uh, Democrats and liberals that are pro-choice are pro-education, pro-support for mothers, pro-health care. You know, let's get the edge. This is the things I always say. It's like, you know, I'm not... Uh, 
abortion should be legal because there are certain seconds, certain circumstances where it needs to happen. But also, you know, if we, if we say have pro education, I'm talking about sex education, you know, you have all these extreme Christians that don't want to educate their kids about safe sex because their, their view is don't have sex. Right. Well, that's not, that's not realistic. Absence training is, yeah, right. Absence right. training is not realistic. It's been, it's been proven time and time again that that's not an acceptable so, form of sex education. Right. Not, so now, now you got the 16 year old girl who's never been properly educated about how to protect herself in a sexual situation, gets in one, has sex, gets pregnant, and now is afraid to go talk to her parents about it because oh, yeah. she's going to be chastised, excommunicated, whatever it is. And so now she's going, and if, a, if abortion is illegal, where do you think she's going to get an abortion? Some back alley, you know, she's going to some shady well, person and, and it's going to be. Know, you, can make, you can always make that argument that abortions don't actually, abortion laws don't actually curb abortions, right? They just make oh. them they're dangerous. That's the gun, you know, that's like the gun rights laws. You know, well, just because we have laws doesn't mean criminals can't get them. Of course, criminals are going to get them. That's why they're criminals. Hello. <laughs> but it doesn't mean we shouldn't have laws. Right. And that's, 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 that's another, uh, well, you have, we have speeding laws. It doesn't mean people don't speed, but we still have laws for speeding. Right. But that's another, um, you know, Republican talking point for the past firm. What our entire life is that the Democrats are coming for your guns. No. And time, and no. time and time again, Democrats, they've been in power and they haven't come for your guns as, like a, as best, a liberal i'm going to say this right now make or um after the sandy hook shooting a few states enacted stricter gun laws like i, I know i think connecticut did connecticut um, did yeah i know in new york we have the safe law here which um people still have lawn signs up like abolish the abolish the safe law it's like the safe act where you know even though it hasn't proven to make us make us any less dangerous like i can't say for sure if it's made us safer but it hasn't increased the danger right right I mean, I will say as a liberal, it's fun to shoot a gun. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Go to a range and shoot. Yeah. A, it's fun. I mean, come on. Guns and are, guns are fun. And if you're hunting and things that you know, uh, I have no, I have no problem with gun ownership. I have no problem with safe, safely owning a gun. Um, I really don't understand how a normal citizen has an assault rifle. Like assault rifles are designed for killing mass amounts of people in the shortest amount of time. And I don't right. understand why a normal citizen needs one. Um, well, it's not about I, needs. It's about I know, right? America. America. <laughs> I mean, my, Just because you're American doesn't mean you're American should. Right. One of my favorites. One of my favorite stories is I'm talking to um, one of one of my wife's friends in in England, and we're talking about guns, and he's like, "Yeah, if I was in America, I, I would own a gun." And he's ex-military, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm sure you, you know, you'd be responsible, and you think keep you safe." And he's like, "No," he's like, "They're just fun." <laughs> and I'm like, "Thanks for being honest, at least, right? At least yeah, you're like, be honest I just want to, I just want to be able to shoot things, which is fine. Like, I, I would totally be on board with like county gun ranges, right? That are mm-hmm. that are safe. They could, they could teach lessons. They, you know." gun safety lessons that you would you know publicly funded i would i would i would enjoy that you know because my my view on guns has kind of changed a little bit over the past 10 years as i've got a little more socialist because the workers are going to need guns someday <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there you know right, i don't want to i'm not invoking any violence right now i'm just going to say you know the workers are going to you know the anti-fascists are going to protect themselves someday you don't you don't want one side having all the guns you don't want you don't want all one side having all the guns and right now it looks like one side has all the guns and that can make for a dangerous dangerous well, situation that, that is you got you got tim pool out there screaming civil war every day do you know what tim pool is 
Um, no. Good. I don't um, want to. <laughs> I mean, like, like this. This is what this is what scares me though. It's like, um, and again, we get way off topic, but this is this is how we communicate. Um, Tim Tim Pool's this YouTuber. He's he's calls himself he calls himself a liberal, but he's just basically out there spouting right wing ideology every day. But pretty much every day on his podcast, he talks about how you know the civil war is coming. The civil war is coming. Um, but I'm glad you don't know who he is. But he's he's a super popular YouTuber. This is, and this is the this is the scary thing about media right now. Like the like the guy like Tim Pool's like one of the most popular YouTubers out there. And then you got your on on the on the mainstream side of it, you got your most most watched broadcast. I don't even call him a news a journalist because it's not. Oh, yeah. but Tucker Carlson. It's oh. Like, yeah you watch that guy and it's, yeah it does give you it gives you chills <laughs> i mean well i mean there is there are there is a group actively out there promoting the next civil war to that point you know like there's a right-wing group that is stoking oh, yeah. stoking those fires right now um and they want to yeah. have it happen well, and they want they, and and you see it in like the kind of written house cases you, and, oh geez you know, that, you know kid's only 17 years old so you know he, you know, he might have got some some things going on, but um, they they really do. They they're priming people to like just want to mm-hmm. want to murder. Yes, and then you know, and, and and not just you know, not just Antifa like hardcore socialist Marxist. They just, they want to just go out and they want to. They think liberalism is dangerous. They really think that it's going to be the downfall of civilization. Yes, we are the downfall of civilization. Well, speaking of the downfall of civilization. Let's talk about the town halls that you did not watch last night. That's a good transition. (laughs) That's a great transition. I'm proud of you. That was was, was really good. I I try. So earlier, you you already mentioned that you didn't get a chance to watch all of them. I will say in my household, after we put the kids to bed, I had them both on DVR. So we watched the Biden one first and we watched the Trump one second. Um, Yeah, like I said, I feel like a kid didn't do his homework, but you know, know, I'm going to call on you first then. I did. Yeah, I did. I did watch the highlights. And again, like I don't, I don't know who these town halls are talking to. I don't know who the undecided voter is right now. I would, I, I did see a video about um, on YouTube about a bunch of undecided voters, and it was about an hour and a half long, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I, I might want to check that out because I want to know who these people are. I want to know who, who's lived in the. Or are you not undecided? <laughs> right, who's lived in the for the past four years? Joe Biden was president for eight years previous to that, so you know who Joe Biden is. Um, you definitely know who Donald Trump is. You know, exactly. <laughs> so either I, I feel right now you're either not a lot of people are pro Joe Biden, right? You have this, you have this anti Donald Trump movement, right? Because obviously people know Orange Man bad, and that's that's <laughs> what and that's kind of what they're running on. And they, I feel like they might maybe do need a little more substance. If you don't know which way we lean on this podcast, they haven't been very good. They haven't been very good, and this is this is Hillary Clinton's problem too, of really like saying what they're standing for right and i'm not so, sure that's because what they're standing for isn't that popular and they know that or if it's just they really don't have anything other than this orange guy gotta go well i will say after watching the town halls last night so first of all even before watching it just the the fact that so right away abc had already agreed with the biden campaign to do a town hall format in place of the debates and of course NBC wanting ratings decided to book Trump last minute, you know, the day before for another town hall 
and let's put them on at the same time because yeah, that was weird. Like, I don't let's let's screw everybody else and just make you have to choose. You know, you could have done it on a different day or even put it on afterwards, but no, yeah. you had to do it at the same time. That was that's, weird. I don't, I don't know what that was about. That was really, really strange. I, 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 I know I have a feeling Trump called in a favor to NBC. You know, I don't know if he which is weird that he would have a favor with NBC. <laughs> well, you would think that, but where you know, what did the apprentice air on? Oh yeah, that's a good point. But also NBC wants ratings. Um, I will oh, say are. that, you know, someone at, uh, one of my colleagues at work made a good point though. It's like, you know, who's this hurts most it's poor people like that can't afford a DVR. That's a good point. You know, so like you or I, like I recorded both of them and watched them at my leisure. What if you don't have a DVR cable service and you can't do that or yeah. you just don't have the time for it. Cause you're working two jobs and you're not going to be able to right. find time to do it. Cause you're watching. Yeah, then, you have to rely on, then you have to rely on the news, news networks too. Which uh, is so great right. so anyways <laughs> they're never going to give you like because because they have to be unbiased too right they're, they're, they like people say the media isn't the media is biased the media is they they do a really they try really hard not to be unbiased right they right I, <laughs> they, they really they try really hard to say it's like hard. bad things about joe biden where things don't even like like i i think i heard one thing that joe biden meandered at times so <laughs> what? Cause he, did he, did he take a moment to think about a question before he answered it? Like, I don't, what do you which mean is, I, if you ask me, I'm like, I'd rather you take time to think about the answer. And so that's one of the good things about the format that happened last night is that, so Biden had an hour and a half town hall and, you know, so George Stopanopoulos was the moderator and you had a number of people in the audience, you know, all single seated, socially distanced. They, they individually mic'd every person up. So they weren't sharing mics or anything. And they, they took stood up one at a time asking questions and Biden took his time answering each one of them. Like I'm talking at least five minutes per answer per question, if not longer. Um, so you got real, you got really into his opinion about things. Um, they talked about, you know, one person asked about the tax cuts, right? About, Oh, you said you would get rid of the Trump barrier tax cuts. So as the guy's asking a question, he pulls a card out of his pocket. Biden does. And he has all the numbers and a chart on the card. He's like, I got this card. I carry this card with me everywhere. So he's got the stats in front of him. So he can't misquote, which I'm like, that's smart. Cause when you're talking about numbers, it's very easy to do it. And he goes, and he very distinctly, he's like, look, when I say I'm going to repeal the tax, uh, the Trump tax cuts, I mean the ones for the top 1% people, not for the working class. Yeah, Those saw, ones saw, will stay. And so he, yeah, he, saw, he reiterated that part. Yeah, I saw he pulled out the stat about um, you know, how much money went to the top one tenth of one percent yeah. out of the tax cuts, and it's like you know, one point three trillion out of the two trillion or something like that. I, I mean, I don't know the exact number. No, he said he was like it would bring yeah, in one one trillion five hundred billion or something like that. It was it was a lot of money, so one point five trillion, and then but you know, he, yeah, the difference between how much went because that's that's the thing because you, you talk about they talked about the tax cuts in the first debate, and yeah, I think some you know on the average. I think even like lower income families did get a little bit of a boost. But, right. And so that's going to stay from what he said. So like when you talk about the first debate, like he never had a, you know, first of all, you only have two minutes to say something. And then when you have someone interrupting you, you never get a chance to finish that right. sentence. So he might have been on that way to say it, but he never got it. That's, and that's another place where conservatives always have an advantage because they just have to say tax cuts. We, we're, we're, the, we're the low tax party and people don't, right. people don't like taxes. Let's be honest. Like even people. No one likes high. taxes, but well, I, I enjoy what like, I, like, I like paying taxes. And the, the idea of paying more taxes is always kind of scary. But I enjoy so, what I get from my taxes. 
Well, that's the problem. If we got, if we actually got something out of those taxes, that might then people might be a little more willing to pay them. Again, some new sidewalks down. If we got things like maternity leave, healthcare, um, better education, you know, which are publicly funded universities. So that was another thing. He he actually went into. um, So uh, a black guy stood up, a young black man in his twenties, asked the question about what he would do for the black community, and he had a very long, detailed kind of over all over the place answer, like kind of like we talk, but was talking about, you know, the problem, you know, the real problem is wealth growth. And there's so many things that are stopping that wealth growth in the black community, home ownership, uh, education, child, universal childcare, all those things. And he's like, that's why we have universal childcare. That's why we need to get rid of redlining and make sure you can get that home loan and incentives programs for that. And talking about, um, increasing funding for HBCUs and, and, and also getting uh, programs in HBCUs that are things that corporations want to pull from. So they're pulling people and talking about uh, funding for black entrepreneurs that um, have just as great success rate, rate as white entrepreneurs, but don't get the funding because of uh, race problems. So it was like, it had to be like an eight minute response. And he talked about 20 different topics, but then he was like, and then He's like, did I answer your question? He's like, I think so. Because <laughs> he said a lot where, of things. Where if he asked Trump, he just says, I've done the most. I've done the most. <laughs> I've done the I most the for best. blacks. I've done the most for the black community. Okay, I was a bad Trump. Sorry. That's, you know, it's better than my Trump. That's why I don't even try. But, but then but, he just comes out and says, I've done, the, I've done the most. And you go, what have you done? And I was like, well, I've gave funding for HBCUs. They were, they were failing and I gave them money. Oh. Well, let's just say black unemployment's down. Right? right, black unemployment's the lowest right. it's ever been, and people just yeah. go, "Well, okay, that's a thing." And he's not wrong. Right, not wrong, but if you're working at McDonald's, no, is it no, he, better? If you ask him why, what policies have you enacted that that caused that? I don't think he'd be able to answer. He'd probably just say tax cuts. He'd well, I mean, if you anyone that looks at the numbers, really looks at the numbers, knows that the upward trend of employment started under the Obama Biden administration in the early years and was up for eight years and the upward trend continued after Trump went in office. Like if you're up, you just keep going up yeah. and you can't take credit. Like if you're, if you're riding a wave and oh, you catch did. the wave, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he did take credit, but it's like, it's not your, you know, you, you started riding a wave that someone else started. Yeah. is Basically. essentially what he did. And he just kept riding it and, and it was good. It's good for all of us. Right. It's, it's easy. If you look at a graph and say that. Say, I mean, um, same, same thing about crime, right? Crime, crime is dropping, 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 dropping. And they'll just come in and say, well, crime's the lowest it's ever been under me. So the oh. stock market, you did the same thing with, right? The stock market was rising, 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 rising. He came into office, it was rising, rising, rising. Exactly. And he's like, I, I have the highest stock market look, ever. Look what I did. Like, it was like, literally like six months later too. It wasn't even like, right. obviously the stock market's not the highest it's ever been now. I don't believe so, it. So another, another topic that came up for Biden you know, um, a woman asked him about the crime bill he passed uh, back in the 80s. And he bluntly said, you know, there were a lot of good things and a lot of bad things about that bill. And so he he was talking about, you know, these things were a mistake. These things were what we were trying to do on this part. Because, you know, as you know, with bills, there's a lot of things in a bill. And Sometimes, especially a bill bill like that, yeah. You know, so what people, what I think most people that don't get deep into politics don't realize is like when a bill gets passed and a bill is 500 pages long. If I'm a politician, you know, and I and I want certain things to go, sometimes I have to vote for things I don't want to get the things I also do want. 
So if I see, well, on balance, it looks like I'm going to get more things that I want than I don't want. I'm going to vote for this bill because at least it's doing something in the right direction. Right. Unless you're conservative, then you just block it. Well, yeah, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> the block block until, you, until you get what you want. And then, and then, and then you cry about how the, the, your, your opposition party isn't doing anything. Um, so I, I will say, you know, uh, and within that, he also talked about policing and he, he said that, you know, he, he said we shouldn't defund police, but we should also also make sure that we get psychologists and social workers in police departments to go out on calls with them um, for for things. So that if they encounter something with mental illness, you have better de-escalation uh, support instead of just you know. And it's like you know we don't want well, many people that should shoot to kill every time. And that is <laughs> and that is defunding the police, right? And that's what defunding the police was about. And just a bad slogan. Well, that's the thing, and, and this is this is it should where... be reallocation of the fun, of resources. Right, but you can't put that on a sign, right? And this is <laughs> reallocation this, of resources. Reallocation. This is the problem that this is the problem where the that the far left has is they they Branding. have a really hard time messaging. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right? We have a very hard time getting our message across because we say things like defund the police or or all cops all, all cops are bastards, and then you know you talk to. You know, people who have cops who are friends, and they're like, I have, can't, I have family members. I have family, family members that are cops, you know, and, and like they're not. Like you assholes. can't call my family member a bastard. Right? I'm like, I can, <laughs> but I get it. Like, I just, just I get it. And and the whole the whole thing behind you know, ACAB is, you know, there there aren't any any good police until the good police call out those bad police. Right? You're right. not. And, well, that, and, that, and, and, and I think any cop, if you, if you talk to them privately, would at least any cop, if there are any, just kidding, uh, <laughs> would, would say, um, you know, that that's, that's an issue in police departments. Is well, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's well, a police union it, thing. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it comes back to almost like a military thing, right? Those people are the people who, who you might need to depend on to defend you. Right. So you don't so, want to rat on the person well, next to you. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to get on that person's bad side because you know they might hesitate, and then what happens to you? So the, another thing about that was he also said that if there is problems within the police department, uh, a district attorney from a different precinct should be the one that tries the case, and not someone within that or at least, own precinct. Yeah, or, or so or that way, it's that you're not again doing that culture of like, well, this is my own pool, and we're we're policing ourselves. It's someone from outside, across the border. So. Right. He has ideas about you know bringing people together, creating a, a co you know coalition, if you will, of you know he wants to go back to community policing where people are in the community and you know each other and things like that. So right, and we have that in the suburbs, like we have community right, and we, we don't have it in the cities because we you know again. My, so my wife's cousin was used to work for the NYPD. He works now works more local to where he is, but you know he had to take a train in to the city. To you know he was on like the last outskirt of where you could possibly live in order to be an NYPD officer. And he worked in Harlem. He's not from Harlem. Right. <laughs> and he's working in housing in Harlem. Right. So it's not his. He has no connection not, to the not, community. Right. He's not policing his own community. Which is right. And that's and that's the problem. I th that you know, if you just go down to the bare basics, I think part of the biggest problem with policing is that we're not policing our we don't have people from the community policing the community. And well, they, they, they don't care about the community in the same way. Like if, if it was your own town, you're going to treat the people in there differently than if you're going into a city or another town and you're working there now. And it's like, well, these aren't my 
family and friends so I can be a little different. Which I, which is another reason I think like, you know, community, um, it's only for not organizations, but like committees, like community committees that, that kind of yeah. oversee policing in the area. I think those are just by citizens. I think that's good. And it, yeah, on the social medias, I see things like, well, we need to put cops on that board. And it's like, no, that's not the, that's not what this is here for. Right. Is if we wanted cops on the board, we just asked for the cops opinions that are already, that are already the police. Right. We want, we want outside opinions. We want people that are going to police in the community. It, it all comes back to, um, you know, democracy, right? It all comes right. back to like, I want to have a, people need to have a say in, in, in how government treats them. Sorry, I got an email from my boss. Tell your boss you're busy. I just want to make sure. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't have to cut this. No, I won't cut it out, whatever. It's about a meeting at noon. I just had a, I want to make sure it wasn't like in five minutes. <laughs> like, oh no, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Boom. Um, okay, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, reality is it's not like we can, with the society this size, I don't feel like you can't have no policing because you need someone, you know, if someone's attacking me, I want to be able to call somebody. I don't have, I don't personally own a gun. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm not going to even, I don't want that on my conscience even, um, you know. Having to murder somebody? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I talked to people, <laughs> I've had conversations with people like, oh yeah, I'd have no problem like defending myself and shooting someone if they enter my house. I'm like, Really? Like you would have no problem. I'm like, first of all, until that's in the, you're in that situation, you can't say that. Right. You don't, you know, unless you've actually been in that situation or you have no soul, uh, you can't say that. And so if, you know, if someone were to break into my house, I I just honestly don't know. I mean, I would, you know, if you're going to attack my kids, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Um, But what that does to you afterwards, I don't know. It's, it's probably try. (laughs) <laughs> let's try well that's why we have baseball bats strategically placed around the house because i'd rather beat you with a baseball bat I, um and then i may i may have i may have one i may have a baseball bat in a strategic location as well. so <laughs> we're, on the same, we're on the same page there and also i might have a four inch knife in my closet in my bedroom that's good i had to put it high up though because you know i have kids now it used to be right. in my sock when i was younger it was always in my sock drawer quick <laughs> yeah, you're not sleeping with it under your pillow. At least. No, God, that'd be weird. That'd be <laughs> After my gun is, I mean, you uh, <laughs> hear those stories. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah I, too much. Yeah. I have, I have, I have, I have a rifle, I have a shotgun, but nothing, nothing, you know, nothing crazy. But yeah, yeah I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure where where the bullets are. Claire, I think Claire hit him somewhere. I mean, I have uh, Nerf guns. If that will work, I don't think that'll work. It'll One of them hurt. hurts really bad. <laughs> the, the whole bow arrow one. I have a paintball gun downstairs. There you go. Those things stink. Just blind them. Like scare people away. Yeah. Not very um, accurate. So um, we talked about we talked about the Biden town hall. By the way, wait, it was an so it was an hour and a half long. It was it was I thought it was nicely done. He talked. You know, sometimes he stuttered, but he has a stutter, so it's going to happen. Meanders. Um, but he also and he meanders. But that, I don't care if you meander. I mean, the smartest people I know meander. Because yeah. your brain works, you like your brain's constantly going on a tangent, 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 and then right. you come back to your point, um, which is fine with me. And and sometimes like someone asked him a question and he paused to think about the answer before he said it. So I'm like that's a sign of intelligence. You stop and think before you answer when it's something important. And so after it was about, over, let's talk about the well, so I, I just want to say after it was over, he then stuck around to answer more questions of the people that were in attendance 
So after the cameras were off, he was still there talking for at least another I did hear, hour. Yeah, I did hear about that. I did hear Lucy said to one person, like, you know, and that didn't answer your question, like, hang around after we'll, we'll talk. But in, and he did. So and now on the Trump one, which was outside. So it was in Miami. It was outside. So you hear a little wind noise. Fine, whatever. Um, I thought it was a little weird because it was supposed to be a town hall. But she put the um, moderator, she, like, grilled him for, like, 10 minutes first before anyone else asked the question. Right. But it was kind of interesting because as he was saying things, she was calling him out on anything that was bullshit. We're just, yeah, which is good. I'm like, there you go. I'm not sure if you expected that. It was like live Um, fact checking. Finally. He did seem to get a little annoyed at at times. Well, of Um, course he did. But he, but he just comes out and says ridiculous things. Like what was the thing about talking about the masks again? And like something about um, Europe's, COVID numbers going up are like 700%, which I, I, I don't know what the, I don't know if the math is right on that, but I know that Europe is going up. Europe is, it is going up. I just, he like said 2000% at one point. I was like, what? Where's this number coming <laughs> he from? He just says numbers. He just doesn't care. He just, um, just checking later because nobody's going to care. She did ask him about uh, de- denouncing white supremacy. He's like, I denounced that. I've denounced it before. I, and you know, I denounced it again. For years. Why, why do you keep, why do you keep coming? I've been denouncing it forever. So then then she, what, what does he do? What does he do right after, right after he says it? What does he, what does he turn his attention to? Oh, I don't remember exactly what he Antifa. said. Antifa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, then he, he says Antifa. In the same sentence. And he goes, you don't but, ask Joe Biden about Antifa. Which is a lie because in their debate last, the last debate, he denounced Antifa on the stage. <laughs> Biden denounced it in the debate, but Trump didn't hear him because he was too busy yapping his mouth. Which is again, um, Trump wants Trump wants me to vote for Joe Biden way more than Joe Biden wants me to vote for Joe Biden, which is fine, <laughs> right? If that's the way, if that's the if that's the means to an end, I already did, fine. so whatever. But did you vote? Yeah, I dropped my ballot off last Monday. Well, um, early voting in New York starts on the twenty fourth. Well, Connecticut allowed oh. mail in ballots for everybody, so. Yeah, I we think did that, we, and, I, and I dropped it off. Yeah, the request failing balance. I'm not sure because I'm just I'm just gonna it, go to my poll. They auto, they automatically sent out the That's request forms. Like Connecticut automatically sent out request forms to everybody. You just had to fill out the request form and send it back in. Check off COVID nineteen as your reason, and they sent you your ballot. But Keith, there's nine million ballots in the garbage. No, there's nine million <laughs> applications in the garbage. And that's what kills me. Because he said that again. He was talking about, oh, the ballots, are just being, they're just throwing ballots away. No, they're not throwing ballots away. There's just unsolicited ballots going out. No, there are ballot request forms going out. And that's what was being lost. And that's what got trashed due to, I don't know, maybe your head of the USPS messing everything up because they changed rules. So I just want to say you're sabotaging it. I mean, that was obviously a master plan the whole time. Oh, voter suppression has always been conservative. Oh, God. It's, 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 it is. Hey, let's have one drop-off location in every Texas county. I keep telling you, they, they, cannot, they cannot win. The more Democratic things get, the more it helps the Democrats, ironically. It, but it, The Republican Party always, will always talk about um, voter fraud. You, know, like you said, though, they're the masters of voter suppression. They'll, well, yeah, they'll never make it. And also, they're the masses of voter fraud, too. They will never write. They will, well, 2000. <laughs> um, well, I mean, even more recent, there was, there's been local elections where they had voter fraud. You know, they had one campaign. That is true. Where he was going, they were going around and collecting the ballots from people's houses. Like, oh, we'll take, we'll turn them in for you. No, you can't do that. Right. As voter fraud. Um, but so the Biden was also asked, I mean, Biden, sorry, Trump was also asked to denounce QAnon. 
Yes. In and which he said, I don't know, I don't know who they are. And this is this is this is the, this is the new Trump line too. Like he did it, he did it with David Duke. Even though know everybody, know everybody knows who David Duke was, right? He did it with David Duke in 2016. And even if you don't know it, talking about David Duke before, and even if you don't know who the person is, if the if the reporter then goes, "Oh, he's the head of the KKK," then you say, "Yeah, I denounce him." Like she said, "Oh, well, QAnon is a conspiracy. It's a group online that thinks that the Democrats are running a satanic child uh, child pedophile ring. Do you denounce that?" Well, I, I know they're against child pedophilia, which which is a good thing. I'm against that too. Right. Uh, but I don't know anything about them. No, no, no crap. Yeah. So like, he kind of like gave a nod to QAnon and did not denounce them. Again, two opportunities in a row to just come out and denounce something crazy and he messes it up. Well, it's the same thing with the Proud Boys. Like the, the whole Proud Boys thing, to, to, you know, a couple of weeks ago when it was like, oh, and the Proud, and then he was like, oh, I don't even know who they are. I was like, well, then what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Are, 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 are you not the president of the United States? It's like, well, that was another thing. The, the crazy uncle line. That was probably my favorite line. Oh, my God. Night. Mary, like, Mary she, Trump tweeted, um, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's my crazy uncle. So he's someone's crazy uncle. That's that's actually pretty good. Oh. Um, but, but it was just like, you know. <sighs> you're the president of the United States. You're not someone's you, crazy uncle. He's like, well, I just retweeted that. I just retweeted. I like, you, people just have to make up their own minds. This is the. Oh, this about the, the yeah. He, like, he retweeted the thing about yeah, right about the conspiracy that we didn't actually kill Osama bin Laden, and then Obama had SEAL Team Six killed to the cover up the thing. Um, first of all, what? Yeah. And oh, I just retweeted it. Like, you don't just retweet it was things just a retweet. unless. Yeah. Well, then did you not read it first, or did you just like? <laughs> I like it. Oh, this looks cool. Retweet. <laughs> retweet. It's against like, that's Obama. Twitter, I guess. But you, like, yeah. Does does he realize he is president of the United States? Because sometimes I don't, I don't think he actually realizes that he's president of the United States. Right. Because he run, he campaigns like he's not. And and if you're and if you are the president, right? And there's conspiracy theories out there in different groups. Like, you're intel. So I know they he doesn't get intelligent briefings all the time anymore because he stopped doing them. But if he had them on a regular basis, daily, like you're supposed to, he would know about all these groups because that would be in the daily briefing. Oh, by the way, you know this conspiracy theory know, online is saying these things. At least you would hope that'd be in your daily routine. Well, I mean, who knows what's going on over there? Okay, in a well, um, yes, you're correct. <laughs> right. In, in, yeah. in a proper format, they should in a, be. In a normal world, there. in a normal functioning government, but we—I don't know if the government is functioning normally at this point. I no. really don't. So, I mean, the whole optics of the thing. There was, there was. It was on Twitter. This person blew up on Twitter. Behind Trump, optically, over his left shoulder, there was a black woman with a red face mask on that was nodding for everything yeah. he said, like just agreeing with everything. I'm like I, I, I caught that in the highlights. I, it, I was like, was she paid to be there, or because it was like strategically no, placed black I, person? He, but if you look at any of his rallies, he always is like oh, that strategically placed black person behind him. Oh yeah, they're not dumb. They know how to. They know how to. They know how to put the people. They they definitely put you know women. And, and minorities, the ones that they can find, they put them always front and center. That's oh. that's a that's a that's a fashion that's a fashion move. Like that's 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 fashionism one hundred and one, yeah. right? If, if you, yeah, put, put, them in, <laughs> put them where the camera can see. Right, put you know, it's it's that's imaging. But like, oh no, they they the minorities support me. The the, the five that I found. I mean, that was that was like yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, I had a conversation. Like, so first of all, I, I've announced this on Facebook before. I'm no longer going to have debates with people on social media that don't want to have a conversation. Because I just don't, I don't want to waste my time. I'm not going to sit here and give you a dissertation and do homework to explain to you why 
this is wrong or this is incorrect right. or whatever because it's, it's just it's not worth it for me um at this point but the the conversation i had like you know they're like oh look everyone is wearing everyone was wearing a mask at the event because they showed they were showing up and they showed me a picture of like trump with the people behind them wearing masks and i was like yeah but what about this picture it was the reverse angle with the you know five thousand people all held together with no masks on i was like no that's what the camera showed you because that's what they want you to see that's not reality all right and people who work in media like like you and you know I, my wrestling background that you, you learn that this is the, media, tells, media shows you what media wants to show this, you. this is the hard camera so let's look <laughs> at the hard camera and that's where we can't we, we worry about the hard camera we don't care about yeah, everything make, else yeah you, and you, you can make an empty building look packed oh yeah you know you can you can make a you can make a packed building look empty right i mean you, if you ever want to be disenfranchised go look at a tv set when the lights are off well that's a funny i let you brought you that know? up um because here here was a uh god i can't remember who said it now and i don't you know i don't want to misquote anybody but they were talking about the apprentice and they were talking about how when they walked into trump tower they they the first thing they were taken aback by was how how dumpy it really is right and then mm -hmm. they walked on the set <laughs> right where they're actually filming and it looks right. pristine and gorgeous and right because um, it's a tv set even our tv right. set if you look at our tv set at school um it's all it's like a metal frame and all the panels are just velcroed on. And then there's like strips of like, it, it's like a plastic material that they're velcroed on top to look like, you know, metal strips. Like it looks right. like brushed metal, but it's all just, it's all just plastic and Velcro. It's all just a work. And, and then you light it right. You hit the lights in the right direction and put the right colors on it. It looks great. Right. But you know, any, any set you look at, if you look at it with the lights off, looks like shit. Yeah, uh, everything you see on TV folks. That's, that's what we're telling you. Yeah, you, you gotta look at all. You gotta look at the reverse camera. Um, all right. So Trump is crazy. <laughs> I mean, yes. and, and last night he was unhinged, honestly, because he he just it was lashing back out at people, and it was it was con. And <laughs> my wife videotaped me at the end of the day, He said something, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's like Keith <laughs> Keith getting mad at Trump lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically every time he talks, isn't it? It really is like. Almost like, and you can say some of them might be like half truths. I, I, you know, but every time he comes out, he just says something. It's just like, you really don't, I, I don't know, right? Like, even right. when he got the COVID and everyone was like, does he really have it? Is he faking it? Is he looking for sympathy? Like, you're like, I, I don't know, because you, you don't, <laughs> you don't know. No, you don't. You, you don't really know. Don't. You really, oh. you, you, you don't know. And, um, but I guess that's kind of, you know, what, where we're at is when you have a, a media personality like Donald Trump as a politician. He's, he's a reality TV star. And he's not even like, you know, not that I'm going to hold Reagan up to any high esteem because he wasn't a great president either in retrospect, but at least, um, you know, he's a Hollywood movie star that became a politician. He was, an, he was a little different. He was an actor, you know, he was, a good, he was and he was a good actor and he, he was, he was charismatic. But at least he was a politician in the tra traditional sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean a little more than Trump. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if I want to go that far. Um, I still think Reagan's done more damage to the United States than anything. In the I mean, of in retrospect, and it's that's um, something like. Well, I shouldn't say that. Yes. Um, when you look so backwards I mean, in time, you're right. And, and, right, and I mean, in in modern maybe post World War II history, let's say. Um, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's change the tax codes yeah. and bring the tax rate down for corporations and all that stuff. Oh my God, and, I like what like. 
union rates are down. Kill um, the unions. It, it, yeah. was, it, it was basically the, 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 the I, th- I feel like America was doing pretty well until Ronald Reagan. And I think that's where, you know, the, the zillennial ideology comes from. Um, <laughs> is that we kind of, we kind of were born into that and we kind of saw like as, as kids, what, what life was like before that. And then like coming through the eighties right. and the nineties and, 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 but that's also kind of the, the rise in, in neoliberalism came from was the, you know, the boom in the nineties when we were teenagers and like life was great, but was life great for everybody? No. No. Hello, hello, grunge music. Was life getting was life getting worse for a lot of people? Yes. Yeah. Um, Was it the majority? No, probably not. And that's that's kind of why we're at where we're at too. Is you know, liberalism at least you can say like brings some people up, but it's capitalism, right? I mean, you in capitalism you need to you need to you need to oppress people to to lift people. Like then that's, that's why, that's why I'm more of a socialist. Um, you know, and I, I understand that, that that's, that's a scary word for a lot of people. Um, which is why I think, you know, the Bernie Sanders AOC democratic socialism is what we kind of need to push right now, um, to, to see it's not as, and not as scary. And then we can kind of transition into a more socialist society, probably after we're long gone. But it's it's only it's only scary because people immediately look at places that outright call themselves socialist and did it in a very incorrect, not even a socialist manner. You know, right. They're like, oh, look at Venezuela, it's socialist, and look how great. Yeah, but they also did price fixing. Um, <laughs> well, there's, and, there's and, also- and the government controlled. It was government controlled farming and price fixing, and so right. it, it created a whole different problem. Right. Well, it's easy in, in countries like that that there's got, or like went socialist to kind of help their people but also there's a lot of greed involved and there's right. a lot of um, the, the power when the power structure when you know when you don't have when you don't have democracy really um it's really the same reason why communism fails you know it's like oh yeah you, we sell the idea to the people but in reality all the people at the top are still getting rich and controlling everything so, right. so it's like yeah and so it's, it wasn't like, really communism well, at all right no it was and you know you look at you know that's the thing. You're like, you're like communist, communist China, like communist China. As you know, as someone who, who really likes the idea of like you know anarcho-communism, like people say, well, communist China. It's like, you, do you really not see a, a hierarchy in China? Like, right? Like we're we're not for we're not for hierarchies like that. Right? We we don't want not like that, know, but recently com- you know, we don't want the triangle with the point right we're looking for like a like a like a little flatter triangle like tick, tick type deal even even communist china though has still has a lot of capitalism in it otherwise we wouldn't have all those factories over there making our toys right well you, you know, know you talk about you talk about poverty poverty rates and and that's another whole thing because that just people like people like to talk about poverty rates and how we're lifting everyone out of poverty when when actually we're just changing the numbers to make it look like people aren't <laughs> yeah, if you, if you just move the line over here, then we're oh, yeah, you just keep dropping that poverty line, and and yeah. and well, that's another thing too. We can talk about real quick is um, real quick. You know, yeah. what, what 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 is going to take change? Because obviously, obviously, in this country, like things aren't that that bad. I mean, you look at things and you say things are terrible, and mm-hmm. they kind of are. But in in the grand scheme of history, like. People, people are eating, <laughs> right? right not, I mean, we've had, we've had a ton of people. I mean, there still are people dying of starvation, which is bad, but 
they're not getting the food people. to them, but we have the most food, we have the most food surplus in the world, you know, right. Why Over, aren't, yeah. Why Historically aren't speaking, overall, the human conditions right. in a better place than it has ever been before in and all it'll of history. Always happen because of technology, right? That right. Technology, be- medicine, food. You know, we can grow more food. We can he- cure more illness. Um, we can keep people alive. Um, so it allows for this. That, I mean, there is there is going to be a pinnacle for that. It's going to be a bell curve. It's and America's starting to be like you. We can have those things if you can afford it. Like that's, well, that's, that's, where, that's, where that's where we're, that's where we're going. And, and that, and that's what, and that's, what's kind of scary about this country is that's, that's kind of where we're going. It's like, it, it, if you can, if you can afford things, you can have a very good life here, but if you're poor, you're kind of going to, you're going to get, you're going to get that. You know, something that I think about when you say afford things is like, can you afford a good Halloween costume anymore? Because Halloween costumes are pretty expensive sometimes. Very expensive. And I can, <laughs> I can afford Halloween costumes. You can afford Halloween costumes. Well, but, I will say, you know, so let's talk about... I, my Halloween costumes are quite, I, quite expensive. As but, you can see, I'm transitioning to our next topic here. I know. <laughs> Halloween costumes. In favorite ones, I will say, you know, I'm going to, in the history of Halloween costumes I've done, I'm just going to list a couple of favorites of that I've done. Um, so first of all, in college, when I had no money and I was going to a Halloween party, I made a costume out of clothes, glue, and construction paper. Nice. And I basically, I, <laughs> I called myself Z, man. I put a giant Z on my chest and I made a belt that could hold beers. So you just turned yourself into a superhero. Yeah, I was Z-Man, protector of frosty beverages. That's, that's smart. So I could just hand beers out to people at the party. That was my idea. And then you're then then people like you too. So that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was, was, was I, everyone I was gonna be out with the party liked me anyway, so it wasn't. Really yeah, I don't remember ever. I don't remember ever dressing up in college. Oh, we did every year. Well, you were in theater, you know. That's true. If I was, yeah. If we, I was one one year we went that. trick or treating around the neighborhood. I believe, I believe that. Um, um, I did have a. I did have. I still have my my uh, Star Trek top. I think I wore that for Halloween at least once or twice. There you go. Live long and prosper. Um, but yeah, um, you know, Halloween, I was thinking more of like, like my, your kids' costumes. Like, you know, definitely one year I was a Ghostbuster. My, my favorite costume growing up was probably I was Pac-Man. Right? I was you were a Pac-Man? Man. Pac-Man. It was a big cardboard cutout. I can't, I can't remember if it was my mother or my aunt who made it, to be honest with you. So it was, I was probably like pretty young, like four or five maybe. And it was just this big cardboard thing and i think it had like suspenders and it was just basically a big cardboard pac-man cut out it was and it was pretty cool that's I cool i'm trying to think of kid kid well first of all i remember young and like when they <laughs> i don't don't remember if i'm trying to think of my favorite one from like being a kid but i do remember when we had just like the plastic face mask costumes with like the trash yes. bags that's kind of what I wanted to talk about too. Like, oh, <laughs> it was cool. like we had like the it was like slits for eyes and a slit yeah. for your mouth, and it was just plastic with they an all, elastic they band. All, they all smelled really weird. Like I was a transformer one year with it yeah, on, you know, I was like was Optimus Prime. That was, pop- that was a popular one. Then the He-Man one. I think there was a He-Man one that was basically yeah, just like a bib almost, right? It was yeah, like it was like, yeah, it was like a plastic yeah. bib. It was like it was yeah. like I was that red lobster, but it, it was on the front and back. Yeah, they probably and there were probably no pants, you had to just wear regular pants. Probably all they probably cause cancer in a lot of people. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's why I lost the hair. Because <laughs> that's all I wear for three years. Um, oh, that's that's the ones I remember wearing as a kid. I mean, what do we do in high school? I mean, I I went trick-or-treating all the way through high school too. Or Then we went to parties and it was... So I dressed up every year. Like I was a clown one year. I think I was Freddy Krueger one year. Um, yeah, I think we didn't we talk about Freddy Krueger. I think I did Dracula once. I definitely did Dracula once. I had the teeth and I had the blood coming out. And I had the cape. Um, so actually part of how I got the Z-Man thing is I still had the cape from when I was Dracula once. So like I just recycled and combined things together and you become another person. I'd say my more extravagant stuff though was you know, post-college because we used to have... Um, starting when my friend and I lived in Naugatuck and then we, we move, you know, we, we kept moving the party around, but we always threw like a Halloween party. And so the first year we threw a Halloween party, three of us decided to dress up as like an eight, like a fake hair band from the eighties, but we were British, but we sang journey songs with a British accent. And so, but we were were a journey cover band from Britain. So we all had like uh, wigs and like, I had like, you know, I had like a mullet wig with like a white t-shirt and tight jeans and I played the guitar. <laughs> nice. So I like had a, like a cheap Casio keyboard that I screw, uh, put screws in on it and then like put my guitar strap on it. <laughs> I walked so around with that all night. This is basically a keyboard with straps on it. And then, so this is, this is probably my most significant costume ever because that actually spawned a joke within our group that has continued on for many years because the name of our band I'm going to spell it first before I say it so I don't get in trouble. Uh, it was spelled B-L-A-Q-C-O-Q. B-L-A-Q-C-O-Q. Black cock. Oh, that's <laughs> mature. <laughs> and so we sang, we, and we sang separate ways that night and like everyone loved it. And that became like when we went to karaoke, that's what we always sang in those accents. We've done it at all of our weddings with the so wigs on. Uh, yeah, it's become a thing. We, uh, yeah, we came, like two years later, we had a battle of the bands where it was us versus another versus another big band <laughs> at our wow. Halloween party. But then yes, we kept uh, we kept with the theme. So like one year, uh, we had a wrestling theme Halloween. So everyone dressed as a wrestler. That's good. I was idea. I was uh, I was Mean Gene. I I've met Mean Gene. Oh really? Oh man, I've, I've I hope shared you a liked bathroom. Me, Mean Gene. I've we shared did. a bathroom with Mean Gene. <laughs> you know what? Maybe maybe the most famous person I've ever I've ever taken a piss next to is Mean Gene Okerlund. I, I did the Mean Gene. So Hulk? No, that's 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 Hulk. Sorry, I can't do the Mean Gene right now. I gotta I gotta think about it. Um, but like I would I I basically went around interviewing every single wrestler that night. So we had like Bret Hart was there. We had uh, Shawn Michaels, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all the classics yeah it was all the classics it was great but we, we dressed up as kiss one time did the makeup and everything yeah i did the makeup i was jeans i had like a i cut like a t-shirt with a big v in it wow <laughs> and i i like borrowed my wife's boots so i was like on heels you so you know we, we I, I feel like my post-college years were way more creative because our friend my friends yeah, and I, we, would just, we would just do like themes we like dress as something together yeah um, well you also have a little bit fun. more money going into to, to stress out i Although I still I never like, spent that much money on it. I don't like spending money on Halloween costumes. I don't blame you. But now, you know, because I'm kind of into the cosplaying a little bit. Yeah, I, I've seen um, the Deadpool pictures. Yeah, the, my Deadpool costume is, is, is pretty sweet. Um, it is. My Avengers jumpsuit. like But, they, you know, they do get a little costly. Um, <laughs> but that's stuff you're going to use more than once. Oh, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, 
like shoot i just sometimes i just like putting it on taking pictures and like post this i'm gonna post this to instagram i'm just yeah i mean i should probably start dressing up as deadpool for the for the for the podcast yeah there you go well then i gotta yeah. start getting my elvis maybe wig for, out the, maybe for the, the halloween episode so I, this, we I should have, we should do that we should we should dress up for the halloween episode or something which is technically technically well, it'll be um two weeks because yeah halloween's, two weeks. On a sat- halloween's on a saturday so we got we got two weeks right? yeah i mean my uh, i don't problem is uh since i started working out two years ago my halloween costumes don't fit anymore they're all too tight like i have one year again we we dressed up as different versions of elvis that's a good idea. So like five of us each picked like a different version of Elvis to be, and we all showed up together. Um, so I have like the Elvis costume, but the Elvis, it doesn't fit anymore. I can't get into it. Wow. So Not because the belly's too big. It's because the chest got too big. You got, you got too jacked. I got too jacked. I was, you know, too much weightlifting. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, last topic. And I'm going to, I'm going to narrow it down because this topic we could go on with forever. But I'm going to ask you a specific most, question. Most topics, I think we can go down for forever. Well, that's, that's just true. Anything. But we, we're at the hour mark. So I want to kind of see if we that can come so. to a conclusion. Because um, we, we said we we're going to talk about wrestling pay-per-views. But I'm going to ask you a specific question. And that way we can kind of like just pick one moment each to talk about. So we, we, we previously discussed Royal Rumble is probably our favorite pay-per-view overall of any pay-per-view overall. that's out there. Royal Rumble like, is just the best. Like the, like the all-star game of wrestling. What is... What what what's your favorite Royal Rumble moment? Oh, Ric Flair winning. Yeah, hundred percent. Ric Flair, uh, just the entire '92 Rumble, the Ric Flair it was the still I think the best Rumble they they've ever done. Um, just the story they told with the with the Rumble and stuff. Um, even though Ric Flair wasn't necessarily even the good guy, right? He he was a heel. Just the way they, they told the story and like just he fought through everything and, and won and Bobby Heenan's reaction to it and um, <laughs> yeah you just go back and watch that and that's kind of that that's still the ultimate rumble for me. Wow. Okay. My the thing that's popping out of my head right now and I could probably think of other things afterwards but it just as I was asking the thing that pops out of my head is um, and I forget what year it is I, I I'm not good with years but it was the time CM Punk when he was heel was cutting promos between each person he threw out of the ring. I mean, that, that to me is just, yeah, it's, it's, it was the pinnacle of a character where, you know, he, he could just maintain that character throughout. He could throw someone out in three seconds and then sit down and cut a promo before the next person came out and do that person after person for me as, well, first of all, I'm a punk fan anyways. So. Oh, he's punk just loved wrestling, right? Punk was just good at good at getting that. Somebody cared about wrestling. He loved wrestling. He, he knew he knew how to wrestle. He knew how to get reactions out of crowds. He knew how to be face. He knew how to be heel. Oh yeah. And he could turn on a dime. Like I, now we're just talking about Punk for a second. Like I remember oh, the time cool. he was on top of the Titantron, right? And he was like doing this cutting promo. He's like, oh, you, what, you guys really think I'm gonna jump? Come on, I've got a safety hook on here. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump. That's the thing too. Like he knew, he knew how to work the, the modern wrestling crowd. Right. Whereas, because you can kind of blur that that the old school kayfabe with um, you know behind the scenes, and then, and then and that's what kind of wrestling fans kind of like now is that, that the behind the scenes look. Like, right. Um, I think I feel I feel like a lot of wrestling fans are even more into that than they are like the the on screen product. You know, you I <laughs> you're not wrong because even with myself, like I. I look forward every week to watching um, being the elite on YouTube 
when they release it on Mondays because it's just, it's behind the scenes. It's 20 minutes, but it's, and it helps build some of the characters too. Cause like the dark order on AEW, they don't really build them up screen wise. Cause they have so many people in it. But when you watch the being the elite, they have a whole segment on there. It's like a five minute segment of just the dark order. And yeah, and those guys, those guys, are, those guys are good. Those guys are so yeah. like, they, they, they get it. They get, they get wrestling. They get wrestling fans. Right. Um, I, you know, I think that comes from being on the, the independent scene for, for so long and having to interact with fans on that kind of like a closer level than, than not only that. I, I think, cause they're the generation they're the, I, well, I guess the young bucks would be more millennials, right? Yeah, they're a little yeah, younger. So, I mean, bit. being a millennial, you know, they, they understood the power of YouTube and they made a brand for themselves independent of any wrestling organization right. by having that show. And they're like over 200 episodes now. So that's, you know, what, uh, over three years of doing it. And, you know, people come in and out of it, but it's always the Young Bucks show. And you're right. It's just, it's a way to be able to get to their fans no matter where they are and maintain those fa- fans and yeah, show so the behind the scenes. Is- and Right, and they just come. They just do a better, much better job of like being kind of like personable, right? And you feel like you almost feel like you know them, like even though, even though you don't, right? It's but it's right. that kind of it's that it's that work, it's that work, right? It's that it's um, but it's it's being personable. It's being able to um connect connect with people. And I, and I will say, and as a fan, that. like if I ever get this chance to meet one of these people in person now, when I see them, I can't. I, you know, I always, whenever I see a famous person. Like, I always have that, like, do I really want to go and say hi to them or whatever? Cause like, what do I say? But it's like, if you know a little personal about stuff about them, then you'd be like, Hey, you know, big fan. I really enjoyed the thing when like, how's, how's this person doing? You know, you can ask them a genuine question about like their family or something and like have a real connection. I think it just makes more difference. Like versus the time I <laughs> sat next to Bobby Lashley, I was like, you're Bobby Lashley, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Bobby, yes. Okay, but, cool. Literally it was last year because bobby because bobby lashley is actually a really cool guy like he, he's actually a guy you could probably have a conversation with and he'd actually probably talk to you i was playing craps with him at a casino oh yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah my dad and i after a Sox game we went to springfield i was like well, so we're gonna go to the mgm right so we get there first i'm gonna go to the restroom just you know take care of business and i see it, i'm like i'm watching i walk out I'm like that guy looks like bobby lashley but he's in a suit so it's like a little you know out of character or whatever i'm like let me just Google real quick, you know, that that's definitely looks like him. But then at the same time, like they have a pay-per-view in Hartford tonight. Why is he here? But he wasn't on the card. Um, so then later on, I'm, I'm playing craps and all of a sudden him and his like girlfriend or whatever the girl he's with come up next to me. So now I'm like, all right, you know, I'm in the game, whatever I'm playing. I don't care. But he's there. I'm like, okay, I gotta say something. Cause like, he's next to me. I'm like, so I just turned like, I'm like, you're Bobby Lashy, right? He's like, yeah, I was like, so I shook his hand, like, oh, big fan, you know, and, then, and that's all I said. I didn't, we didn't go into conversation. We kept playing, and then I started helping him play craps. <laughs> <laughs> I taught Bobby Lashley how to play craps because he's like, he kind of knows things. He's trying to tell the girl, but he, she does, he doesn't really know either. So I'm like, oh no, you should do this over here. And like, I was telling, I was like, to me, I don't know. I'm, I'm never like, I can get starstruck, but I also don't want to be like the, oh my god, let's take a picture together. I like rather have a real interaction with people. Um, yeah, it's always because oh. yeah, no, I, I totally get that because I'm you know I'm I'm kind of a shy person to begin with like unless I unless I know you like I don't really talk to people <laughs> but um so that's yeah why you, kinda, that's why you don't go to the bar <laughs> that's another reason I don't go to bars but um but yeah so like I would I would probably never actually 
go up to a celebrity on like on their own maybe if they were next to me at a craft table i'd be like oh it's, it's nice to meet you like I, I like your work but um but yeah it's, it's kind of an awkward situation because they they get it a lot i'm sure, yeah. sure too so they, they they like to be left alone well there was um, definitely a time like where fans came by and wanted to take a picture with them and they did and they came back and the pit boss was like hey bobby if that gets out of hand just let me know which is cool you know, so it's like because yeah. because apparently he must come there often because he, he, he they knew who he was yeah. so like, they're like hey if, sure. it, if it's an and issue let us know i'm sure and it's like and they want to take care of him because i'm sure if he's and i like that i was like there. he he had left and then the girl was just there for a while so then i'm helping her directly play craps while yeah. he was gone with it with his money which is funny too um cool i will say i was next to triple h once but i didn't say a word to him no but well because i was i was working i was working a job i was i was gotcha. I was hired to record um, a birthday party. So I had these clients in Westport and like I had recorded their kids stuff since they were born kind of thing. And so we're at this party at like the Westport Playhouse in, the, in their barn where they do events for people. And, you know, we're just doing whatever. They have a band playing. And then like, you know, it's all Westport people. And then like I see, I see out of the corner of my eye, like I just see, I see him from the back and he still had the long hair at the time. So I'm like, this guy just doesn't, fit with everybody else that's in there you know i see this he, like, stand, he stands out because he's, he's i'm like who's this i'm like who's this jabroni with long hair at this you know in my head i'm like that's what i'm thinking like who's the jabroni with long hair literally i use the word jabroni in my head and then later on he turns around like oh shit that's triple h <laughs> and at one point i'm like next to him but i'm re- i'm working so i don't want right. to be like don't bother him yeah and, he, and also busy. he's there he brought his daughter to the kid's birthday party you know like their their kids are in kindergarten together so i'm like this is this is a family event this is a private event like if i happen to be around a circle and get a conversation that's fine because like i you know i know a lot of these people because i've been to multiple family occasions so you know having a conversation wouldn't be out of the ordinary so i'm like if it happens to be it happens to be but i'm not going to go out of my way to be like hey how's it going triple h i think your knee thing is the worst move in the wrestling <laughs> was knee lift no, I, just, I hate I Oh, oh, the, the knee lift or the or the um no it, the, the, it was the shoulder the, block oh. where he has he has a cool move where people should steal more um where you go for the back body job and he stops you and gets and hits you with the knee i, I always like that spot well that one's fine no no it was oh, more it was like back. the running knee lift was it that no it was the shoulder did. tackle i don't know there was something he used to do i was just like this just I, thought he had a knee lift. I don't remember the shoulder tackle though. there was some, there was something he used to do that i, I just always felt late it was lazy um or is like something with his size, he could have done something different. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> honestly, he's not one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> don't don't tell him. He, I don't know. That's nowhere to will I ever. But um, right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you he, know, he, he's Tri- smart Triple with the H, business and everything. Triple H got a knock. I think Triple H got a knock because he started to get kind of bland. He just started to kind of do the same thing. Every yeah, that's what. That's I think where it which was. Is it was of, like, which is kind of okay, but at the same time. It was like that post DX era when he was King of Kings and he was just kind of like every match he did the same set of moves at the same order. And also too, like I point. think I think a lot of people are our age, or at least were fans of the like the attitude era and like slightly post attitude era. Like he was just the focus of the show for so many years. Right. Which is deservedly so. Like I, you know. Um but really I don't think it was all nepotism. I think you know he he is, he was talented. No, he he definitely is talented and he you know he fights. I think a lot of I think a lot of people our age got kind of just got got sick of him to be honest with you it was just like we it was like oh him. triple h is in the main event again saw, all right for, right we saw him for like five years straight and basically oh triple h is in the oh, oh and, and again <laughs> okay oh he's gonna fight the undertaker again at wrestlemania okay <laughs> yeah 
right? And that's so, kind of where it got to me. I was like, and again, and versus, again. Triple H versus Stone Cold, The Rock, or Undertaker. Like, yeah, how many matches could you could could you see? But you know, there's it's like there's other people that wrestle. You know, guys. <laughs> Believe it or well, not. Well, that's that's been the knock on the WWE for for years is is not being very. Uh, they have so many people, they, but they only they show you these post, guys. Right? Yeah, that's kind of been the knock on them for. And I think, it, and that kind of affects the talent too, because then the, you know you, you see the ceiling, and you're like, you know, where am I? Where am I going? Right. It's I, like, oh, we got a sixty man roster, but only ten of you guys wrestle every week. Right. And half of that is just to keep them other keep people off of other promotions. It, exactly. That's what it totally is. And, and honestly, if you're a wrestler, you know, the, I mean, they're they, it's money. You know, it's like you want to pay you want to pay me to stay home. I'll take that job. And they're six figure <laughs> deals a lot of times, so it's not like it's it's good money. <laughs> Even if it was like you know one of the lower like you know eighty thousand ninety thousand like <laughs> it's better than working at McDonald's or, yeah or, not or, work, yeah like, you're making yeah. more than you work for Ring of Honor or something like, you know so oh, yeah totally you know what are you gonna do you know called in to do to do a match once in a while I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, sure. and honestly you know I know some some people always say like well if you're not always fighting to be number one why are you even here I'm like well because I have kids. And this, I'm Heath Slater, you know. I got kids. Well, that's a that's a very American. <laughs> it pays, the, it pays the bills. Well, that's an very very American ideology, right? Like you always you always need to be fighting for more. You always need to be right, but you don't. Why why can't you just yeah? Why can't you just be happy? Why can't you be like, happy? With not not everyone's a CEO of the company. Not everyone's going to be the boss. Right. Some people are going to be the the pencil pusher, the whatever. And you know what? You make a decent money, and you're gonna. You, you've watched Parks and Rec, right? Oh yeah. Um. What's his face? I can't think of the character's name right now. The 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 white guy that's quiet. Gary. Oh. Gary. You Gary, know he, Jerry. Jerry. He had Jerry. Like four Jerry. names. By the, he had like four or five names by the end of the. And then he became mayor. Wait, but it's like, but also wait. like he quietly just did his work every day. No one knew anything about his life, and then he retired. <laughs> and then he became and, mayor, and he, and he was happy, right? But the, the, my point that, is like that was that that was the whole I, that, that that show was good, but that was the whole joke about Jerry was like, you know, he came to work, he was the he was the butt he was the butt of the uh, joke at work, and everyone made fun of him, and everyone kind of crapped on him, and then you, but he had you this beautiful out, family. Life. His home, yeah, he found out his home life is great, and he's got a beautiful wife and great kids, and right, and, that, <laughs> and, and everyone loves him. But every, and it was yeah, that was and yeah, that's why he was so happy, right? That's yeah, so why that's, why not be a mid Carter that like. Sure, I go to work and I wrestle once in a while, but I go home and I got a wife and a kids and a house. You know, I, what else do I need? Just be happy, right? That's you know, that's, I don't that's... need the mansion. I don't need, you know, six thousand square feet or whatever. No, um, you, you know, just it, I got a nice house. I got family. We're in a good neighborhood. But that's that's our health is good. Right. And, uh, <laughs> again, this comes back to be you know to 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 me being a socialist is like, yeah, just you know, put it put. Give me a house. Give me food. Right. It's not a zero sum um, give, game. <laughs> give me, give me, give me healthcare, and then everything else is kind of gravy, right? And yeah, that's that's what you're. That's what you work for. You just work. work and then we can get to go enjoy little league games and not be stressed about paying the bills tomorrow. Right. And I always, I always kind of feel like the people who are the most unhappy are the people who don't, who don't get that. Right. Like the people who are always striving, striving for more. Striving for more. Like the, that, Oh, I got it. I got it. It's never good enough. I don't have enough. I need more. I need more. I need more. It's like, well, how much more do you need? Cause at some point you're never going to be happy. You're never going to get there. Um, and you really, and I have, a, I struggle with this sometimes too. Cause I'm like, well, if I just do this, then I can do that. But really, no, 
it's it's now we're in this house. This is the house we're gonna be in forever. I have a zillion projects I want to do, but I'm like, I don't need to do. I have to keep reminding myself, I don't need to do them all right now. Nothing's going anywhere. Okay, the one thing I need to do is the deck because it's falling apart. <laughs> that's fall. a that's a safety issue. You don't want to you don't want to be on the deck and that. <gasps> I went outside yesterday two days ago and realized one of the railings came undone. That's an issue. <laughs> Especially because you have kids, right? You yeah. So, so, so that I might have to do soon. But everything else, like everything, it's fine. Okay, I got to finish this project over here, but there's no rush on it. I want to do stuff in this room. There's no rush in it. You know, I don't have to rush and do anything. It's just stuff I want to do. But that's not the American way. You know. Oh yeah. Well, I got to keep up with my my neighbors. You know, and yeah. get that perfect lawn. But then I realized, all right, my neighbor across the street, he's retired. All his kids are growing up, and he spends all day every day working on his garden he, and his lawn he, because he has the time. <laughs> hate lawn work i'm just gonna put that out there i hate lawn work oh this guy's lawn is immaculate this it's all yeah. he knows how to do though like he knows how to do his garden because he has a garden in the back and he'll come around he's he's a straight up italian guy where he'll get he'll put all the peppers that he grew in the wheelbarrow and he'll go house to house down the street going who wants peppers and just hands yeah. them out but we'll well i'll wake up in the morning and i'll have because he's got chickens so He'll, he'll, he just rotates around the neighborhood and you wake up in the morning and there'll be a carton of eggs on your front step. Uh, and that's how it is. Like I, we, I have fresh parsley and oregano that he gave us. Um, so it's like, yeah, but the, like I said, he's, he's kind of, I call him the king of the neighborhood. He's like the, the mayor of the neighborhood. He's been here since he was the first person in that house. And he's, you know, he go, he just goes around, you know, it was garbage day today, right? What he does after garbage day, he goes down this little area and brings everyone's garbage pails in it's just what he does i mean and he'll give everyone a hand and you can borrow anything he's got it's it's such a great neighbor to have honestly um but his lawn is immaculate because like i said he takes the time like that's what he does his kids are gone um his wife's at work so at the same level oh he's got he's got the big mower you know he's got the professional mower and comes out and does it my, I can tell you, my lawn right now looks like crap because uh, we took we took a pool out. Oh, uh, did that too. We had a pool, yeah, we had a, we had a pool there since when I was probably ten years old, so like thirty years ago. We were like, we don't use this pool. We got it like it's a lot of work. Let's 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 get rid of it. So you know, we had a big dirt spot there, and then I finally got some grass seed and planted some grass, and it didn't come out very well. So now it's all like patchy, and some of the grass is like really high and some of the grass is like barely growing and it's like it'll, uh, it'll even out eventually it'll hopefully it'll even out eventually i'm gonna see what happens i'm gonna because winter's coming so i'm like you know what winter's coming winter's coming we'll see what it looks like um after the winter and we'll probably have to reseed it next year but that's a whole other story yeah well it's yeah let's not talk about lawn care oh my god that's a, i have a big topic about that stuff we can talk about that next time um so i have i have thoughts <laughs> about thoughts lawn care diverse ecosystems well Juan, thank you for wasting another hour. No, wait a second. That was you ever listen to Car Talk on NPR? No. That was that. That was always their sign off. Thanks for was wasting another hour with us. Click and clack the Tapper Brothers. Oh, those guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would. Always, they always say thanks for wasting another hour with us. Their show was on for like a long time, even after they one of them passed away, wasn't it? Yeah. They they just kept doing reruns and best of. And I'm not even a car guy, but those, those guys were entertaining. It was. I, I love that show. And those guys were great. Good. And and they're in the Cars movies. Are they? They, they, yeah, they, they uh, are also in the in the Cars movies. Um, although, I do. But in the third movie, though, because one of them passed away, they just reuse clips of his voice from other movies to like make sentences. 
Um, so it's kind of interesting. Anyways, that's, that's um, the one thing I do miss out on not having kids. I think is uh, missing out on a lot of the the kids' media, which is which is pretty good. Like, I did like like Adventure Time. Okay, it was a pretty cool show. I, I do like Adventure Time and uh, Teen Titans Go is also one of one of my favorite kids. We, we can talk about kids shows next week. I that's got, actually I got, I got things to say. Let's talk about kids shows. I'll okay, like just we'll do a whole episode on kids shows. Now and then, then and now. Well, I'm sure I'm sure some news will happen too. We got then now some. forever. We got to talk about some news because that's that's always that's always a good that's always a good topic. All right, well, Bye. we we've definitely passed the hour long mark. Thanks again for listening. This well, has been Keith for- Keith and Vinny, Generation Zennial. Generation Zennial. Thanks for thanks for listening. Check us in your podcast feeds. Insert sign up catchphrase. Engage. <laughs> All right.